This episode of the A-List podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag, indeed.com, and Rocket Money. Welcome into the A-List podcast. I'm Kwani Lunish, joined with Gary Washburn. Sherrod is too busy for us today, but it's okay. We'll get through it. I don't know how we'll manage, but I think we will. (laughs) How are you, Gary? I'm good, good. Kwani, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. It's a little cold out there, but uh, winter's here. And it's arrived. Fortunately. Apparently Saturday is gonna be a little negative too. So get mm-hmm. ready, folks. Yeah, if you're uh, in New England, you're gonna need to be sixteen. Up. High as sixteen, lower negative two. So, Why do we live here? I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. I wonder. Um, <laughs> but yeah, everything is everything is good. Everything is good on my side. All right, let's get into these Celtics because of course that's what people are here to talk about. So they did fall to the Knicks and then I remember someone on Twitter mentioned how if they could beat the Lakers, then all would be forgiven before that they lost the heat and the magic before then. So the Lakers game, let's just get right into it. What were your thoughts on how they secured that win? Wow. I mean, obviously the officiating is the main story coming up from that game. And I think it, it is the main story. It was not a good night for the officials on either side. There was a lot of controversial calls, especially obviously the one against LeBron or Jason Tatum, did hit him on the forearm. It was a legit foul. Patrick, yeah, it was it was a lot, but yeah. And LeBron went on his tantrum. I mean, dude, was, give him an Oscar though. Can we? That was that was, that was, I, was I was impressed. I was impressed. It was like all the faces of grief from you know anger, depression. You know, uh, acceptance we, eventually. Acceptance like, when he just kind of got on his knees, he accepted the fate. <laughs> Like, you know, I mean, it was it was brilliant. I mean, that's one of LeBron's. I mean, obviously, LeBron has, has had a lot of memes. Um, obviously, the one from the game one of the finals in 2018 when J.R. Smith. That's still forgot, number one. Forgot to score. He was like, bro, like, there's the basket. Where the hell are you at? <laughs> like, like that was that's probably the most famous one. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of memes that come out of out of this one. So. Uh, kudos to LeBron for being a mean master. Uh, right, a king. <laughs> a yeah, mean so king. I, I, I give him props. I mean, he got fouled. You know, it was interesting after the game, the kind of like, um, I don't get the calls I deserve. And, mm-hmm. you know, is there a legit case? Like, I looked it up. He's 20th in the league in free throw attempts. Hmm. So, in you know, I want to say what third, I mean, fifth or sixth in the league in scoring. So you know, it's yeah, it doesn't it doesn't match. And obviously, he's getting the Shaq treatment. He's big and strong, so people don't you know. But now on that one, he had a legitimate gripe. Yeah. Um, but it was not a well officiated game. Uh, I thought the flagrant on Malcolm Brogdon was kind of you know not a good call, uh, even though because kind of Russ kind of. It was after the collision that Russ kind of crashed into like a photographer and that made it even worse. But, you know, if you're the Celtics, you just kind of keep it moving. You won the game. Um, I thought that they did some good things. The Lakers are a good defensive team. Um, they're not a good offensive team in terms of shooting, but Darvin when they want. And one thing that stood out, Kwani, was even LeBron said, like, it was one of our better games of the year. And, you know, you could use it as a cliche or an excuse or however you want and think it's BS, but 
Like teams are playing their best. That's not that is not the first opposing player mm-hmm. or coach to say that. To say like we played one of our better. Now is that just the Celtics not playing good and this other team? But but they're getting other teams' best shots. I'll say that. And so that was one of those things where the Lakers thought they played one of the better games. Pat Bev with the threes, and then we can get on the camera thing later. Um, but Pat Bev with the threes, uh, you know, I mean, Dennis Schroeder was had it was a kind of his comeback game, and he wanted to show the Celtics they made a mistake by just kind of dumping them, dumping them, even though they, you know, the team kind of took off after he left, all that stuff. But I think you're the Celtics, you don't worry about the officiating. You worry about how you can get better, and you worry about getting another W because teams in the East are starting to catch up. Philadelphia, although they lost last night to, to Orlando, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, who they got on Wednesday. So you, you take the win and you keep it moving and you get better. So I thought it was a good win for them. It wasn't necessarily fair, but life ain't fair. We clown, we clown LeBron and his, his Oscar-worthy performance. But I think the the good part about this, it shows that despite the season that the Lakers have been having, like you mentioned, the, the Celtics are a team to be reckoned with at this point. And I think the LA realized it. They wanted to play their best basketball. And that just goes to show the passion for the game when you look at it at its core. That's really what it came down to, despite, again, the memes that we got out of it. So I just love that they were, were able to play up to the Celtics as an opponent, even though I think the odds were a lot of people thought that the Lakers would have taken this one away. And they could have quite easily taken that one. Yeah, they played well. I mean, the Lakers... Our team, I mean, I was watching the last night's game mm-hmm. when they played uh, the Nets and they didn't have LeBron and AD. And they played well for stretches and they just kind of fell apart at the toward the end. But they actually led by eight points in the third quarter without their two main guys. So they have stretches. I just thought they played a very – and the Celtics offensively were not very good. Um, they, were, they were a little bit uh, just choppy at times on the offensive side of the ball. And then – the Lakers hit a lot of threes. LeBron hit comes a couple of key threes. Pat Bev, AD hit a three, I believe. Um, you know, so I just thought the Lake. I mean, if you look at the Lakers roster, Kwani, like they've got talent. I mean, they do. They're fact. That's the thing. It's not like, like, like they they they're not a good team. They're below five hundred. But if you look at okay, LeBron obviously mm-hmm. top two player of all time, and you'd argue he's top all time. AD. Uh, top 75 guy, you know, Russell Westbrook, very extremely flawed now, but still a, a dude who, when he gets going and he gets to the rim, very dangerous player, Dennis Schroeder, Patrick Beverly. And then you got guys like Lonnie Walker, uh, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, then Rui Achimura. Like you're like, okay, there's no guy in that team. You're like, oh, that dude's terrible. Like, why is he out there? Like, like I looked at their roster and I'm like, like they should be have more wins. Like, and yet they're thirteenth in the West. That's the yes, thing. That's I don't like, get if the, that. If the season ended today, they were not in the playoffs. I all. don't get that because they have. I'm not talking about a great team, but they have enough talent. As much, they have much talent as Minnesota. They have much as mm-hmm. much talent as Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Like you look at their roster, and something don't make sense because I said mm-hmm. Schroeder is a good player. Thomas Bryant, you know, a, a decent player. Uh, in his own right. Like, they've got guys, you're like, okay, 
where's the real super drop off? You know, Austin Reeves is her. He's a pretty good player. You know, like you're looking. And so I just think they played one of their better games. They came to play. And you knew Quanti was sold out house Saturday night AS, ESPN ABC good game. Line. So, you know, it was they knew they were in the spotlight. The Lakers were not going to play badly. We'll see what happens in a couple of hours when they play the Knicks on TNT with LeBron is, you know, has I think he hasn't played in MSG since 2020, I want to say, something like that. Oh. And something like that. So I think yeah. I heard that. I mean, he hasn't yeah. played MSG in a minute. Him approaching the scoring record, he's going to try to drop 50 on him. In the so we'll garden. And then obviously his first game since the whole, like, the officiating, the officials are against me. So let's see how many free throws he gets. But I, I couldn't, I can't figure the Lakers out. Like I, I said, I think Darvin Hands a good coach. I think they're in good hands. You know, I'm from Los Angeles. I grew up five minutes from the forum. So I have a lot of friends who are Laker fans. I think the team is in good hands in the future in terms of the coaching. Now, but I don't get why they don't do more with the talent they have. Because I looked at it, like Lonnie Walker would be very good addition for the Celtics. Like that's a guy athletic, can defend, get to the basket. Like he's not a bad player, you know. Um, he would be a good player. You look at the, like could these guys playing the Celtics, and besides, you know, most of them could and, and get minutes. Even Westbrook, and you know, Westbrook's Westbrook's doing too much. I mean, he was not good offensively the other night, but just his assists, his ability to push the ball up for it. So, uh, you know, Celtic fans, it could be worse. You could be a, could be a Los Angeles and you could be a Laker yeah. fan and thinking that this is our year. And then you look and it's like, not quite. What are we doing? Yeah. Yes. I just looked up your point. 2020 was the last time that LeBron reportedly played at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So that should be pretty interesting. I do want to talk about scoring in that game. You mentioned LeBron had 41 and nine, close to a double double. But on the Celtics side, Tatum wasn't that guy. It was Jalen Brown, 39 and nine, 37 and nine, I believe. So, what do you think made him stand out in this game? I thought he was just aggressive. He got to the basket, he got uh, to his spots. I think the key for Jalen is scoring where, where he's comfortable, Don't, not, doing, not doing too much, right? And I, you know, 37 points, 12 for 23. He was not good for the three-point line, two for nine, but he got to the rim and he got his spots. He got to the free throw line 11 times, two quantity. That's good. Jalen's not a heavy volume free throw guy. Um, and obviously he's got to hit those free throws, hence uh, the, the next game. But, you know, he got to the free throw line 11 times and he made nine. And he made, a good, obviously, the key free throw to tie the game late and overtime before the LeBron, uh, you know, I got foul play. Um, you know, but I just thought they, the Lakers didn't have anybody who could really batch up and guard him, you know, uh, and Tatum, I thought was Tatum was, you know, took a lot of shots, eight for 25, three for 10, got to the free throw line, 11 boards, six turnovers, not a good Tatum night, obviously, uh, but he was still a plus three and still had 30 points when took 25 shots. Well, I thought Jalen was the reason that they won. And then Brogdon, 26 points off the bench is exactly what you wanted from Malcolm Brogdon, plus 11, you know, six boards, four assists, two steals, one block, you know, he played 39 minutes. He only had two turnovers. Turnovers has kind of been his bugaboo at times, but he stayed away from that. So if I'm, uh, I, I thought it was a complete performance by the two guy Brown and Brogdon were the reasons that they won. You know, I thought other guys helped out. Did their thing, Grant Grant Williams, nine boards. Uh, you know, 
Derek White, 14 points. But I thought, you know, Brogdon, a good night for him. 39 big minutes, you know, because uh, as Missoula said, he decided to match up with the Lakers and kind of go with, um, go with, you know, a small lineup against that their lineup. And it eventually worked um, and kind of, you know, and, and, and went less with the bench. You know, six minutes for Pritchard, five for Hauser. You know, but I think that it was a complete solid offensive performance by then. I'm sorry, it struggled at times, but 13 for 40 from three. But I thought those two guys, Brown and Brogdon, carried them the victory. And Brown, I think it was a good bounce back. Obviously, we talked about, you know, we didn't talk about it, but we saw it next game and, and, you know, a chance to, to seal a game that they probably should have lost early, but they came back and rallied, and then they should have won. And they had so many chances to build on on a lead, and then all of a sudden the Knicks hit some big shots, and Jalen had a chance, and and you know learn from the experience, and he went nine for eleven from the line. You're not asking Jalen to be ninety five percent from the line. You're asking him to be eighty, right? You're asking him to to get to that eighty threshold because he's going to get fouled a lot. You don't need him at seventy one because that's kind of shaky, you know. Uh, one of those, you know, because occasionally he's going to miss one. But I thought it was a good comeback from Jalen. I thought Tatum was okay. I think they defended him well. I mean, Tatum was not great at all or whatever, but I thought Brown carried him a victory. Hey, everyone. This is Kwani Lunis from the A-List podcast. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to our website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the games start. All right, we'll get into Tatum a little bit more in just a second. But before we do that, I want to talk about our good partner, our good teammate, Indeed. No one has a business like yours with all its strengths and challenges. To succeed, you're going to need a hiring partner that adapts to your needs. You need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, searching for the candidate with the right skills for the job that you have open, Indeed is a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. With their instant match tool, which is pretty cool, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Indeed makes it so easy to hire. It takes about 10 minutes or less for most, most small business employers to post a job, according to Indeed's recent data. When you sponsor a job Indeed on Indeed, the post is actually three times more likely to get a hire that's specifically in the United States, but that's already good odds if you're looking to get the best person for the job immediately. Even better, Indeed is the only job site where you pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. So get rid of all the clutter. You're solely focusing on people that are qualified for your job. If that sounds like the most ideal way for you to hire, you can start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash A-list. Offer good for a limited time. Once again, you can claim that $75 credit. That's a good deal. Now at indeed.com slash A-list, 
indeed.com slash A-list terms and conditions apply. Need to hire, you need Indeed. So we skipped completely over the Knicks game because we wanted to start with some positivity, but I do want to see what your perspective was on Tatum's performance, not only in the Lakers game where he didn't necessarily shine as much as he could have, but in that Knicks game as well. Yeah, I thought he struggled against the Knicks. So he's obviously in a little slump, especially three-point slump. He's just got to break out of it. They're going to start, they're going to start defending him. Obviously, he's a very potent scorer, one of the top scorers in the league, and he's going to get defended differently. So I'm looking at his game log, Kwani, you know, uh, he was good against the Knicks, I thought. Okay, you know, 12 for 26, 35 points. Um, and, and, and nine for 27 in that win against the Warriors, nine for 18, nine for 19. Uh, he's 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 33.3% from three in January. You'd like to see him, sorry, 34.1. 34.1 in, in December, 33.3. So his three-point shot is not where you'd like it to be, but he's getting to the free throw line, double-digit free throws in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games this month. Um, and you like to see him score a little bit more efficiently at the rim. But I thought, you know, I thought he was okay against the Knicks. You know, the, the step back uh, that could have won it, you know, rimmed out. I thought that his... Uh, he tried to maybe do a little too much one-on-one in overtime where they could have, they needed one buck. I was a frustrating thing with a Celtic fan. Like they were up 115, 110. I think they had a couple of chances to make it seven and then they didn't. And then here comes Julius Randall with like a, a three. And then all of a sudden it was all bets were off. It was a yeah. two point game. And so for me, I thought he's, I thought he was solid against the I look at, I, I, I said he was only very good. I thought he was, look again, he was okay. He was solid. 12 for 26, 35 points. I would see 14 boards, four assists. Uh, he warmed up a lot in the second half. Um, but I think he's got to, you'd like to see him be better at the three-point line. That's, that's what I think his next step is because he's struggling. If you look at some of the games recently, two for 10 against Brooklyn from three, four for 14 at Charlotte, four for 13 against the Warriors. Uh, two for seven against the Knicks, three for 10 against the Lakers. So he's having some subpar games, 34.1. You want to see Jason Tatum at near 40% from three. That makes him a very dangerous player, even more dangerous than he already is. If he can shoot near 40, right, that's what you want. You don't want him in languishing in the 33, 34%. That's not, that's, that, that's, a, that's a solid, I mean, that's a, okay three-point shooter right 34 is okay that's not great um but that's not exceptional at all you want to see jason hit those threes and i think what he tries to do is get himself going early from three and he takes a lot of early threes you you like to see him get himself going and when he's on from three he's unstoppable you know yeah um but i think also he's got to attack the rim get to the free throw line so i think i said i think he's in a little mini slump just in my opinion, in terms of his efficiency. Um, but, you know, he's one game from breaking out of it. He's always that next game from breaking out of it. And I'd like to see, and I don't know if it's anything mechanical, if it's, you know, obviously he's got the issues with his wrist and his ring finger, whether uh, and, and some of the, you know, hand issues in terms of his, of his shot. Does that have anything to do with it? But I'd like to see him a little bit more efficient from the three-point line. I think if that it, that opens up everything for the Celtics. 
I mean, obviously you don't know the actual answer to this, but what do you think is a, a possible solution to a slump like the one he's in right now? He just got to shoot his way out of it, get to the free throw line, see the ball go down early, and also take advantage of some matchups. Pass the ball when you're doubled. I thought that Miami game, obviously, we tried to try to do a little too much, and I think there's a there's a little too much uh, at times with Tatum that he's doing a little too much. I think some of the Knicks part of the Knicks game he was doing a little too much. Um, don't take on three defenders. Make it easy on yourself. Pass the ball. Get that. You got teammates. You, know, you got coworkers. Yeah, get those assist numbers up. Pass to Derek in the corner. Mm-hmm. knock them on the wing, lob it to Rob, you know, like make it easy on yourself. That will open up things down the road. You know, if it's Jalen's night, Hey, divert to Jalen, yeah, you know, make him not? stop Jalen. Take a break. <laughs> yeah. Cause Jalen, Jalen will get at those times where it's like, Oh no, no, give me the ball. I got this. And and I think Tatum is diverted. I don't think he's like, Oh, well I need to shoot too. Um, but I think he likes to shoot. I think he, he likes to score. But I guy. think he understands when it's Jalen's night. And I think all those things will make him more the game open up for him. I don't think he's pressing. I just think the three-point shot isn't what I'd like to I think I think he wants to be that kind of a uh, you know, like a premium three-point shooter, maybe not a Steph, but 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 a guy who's like, uh oh, you can't leave him alone. And I look at his his total season three-point numbers, and he's at 35% this year. Last year, 35.3. Two years ago, 38.6. Three years ago, 40.3. And obviously, remember that great rookie year, he was 43.4. So Tatum is capable, and he's taking a career high 9.3 three-pointers a game, right? He's 87% from the line, so that's fine. He's shooting... Uh, 46.5% from the field. So he's better at two yeah. um, than probably throughout at, to, to any point of his career. He's probably better from the two because that's a, the second best of his career so far, percentage rise, 46.5 this year. Obviously, career high, 31.1 points, uh, career best season. So he's doing well. 35% from the three is not a bad number, but you won't like to see it in, in the last 30 games if he can try to push it up to 37, 38 and, and, and get that, if not, um, you know, 38.6, a couple of years ago, that was good. 40.3. So he's capable. Um, so we'll see what happens in the second half, whether he can create better open looks. You made a really good point. I think all of the skills that he learned during the slump as well are helping carve out his leadership skills too, because you do have to be able to trust your teammates. I know earlier in the season, even last year, when Marcus had to call everyone out, it was one of those situations where they didn't know who to give the ball, but now they're realizing that with Malcolm on the coming strong off the bench, there is a little more depth than they've had in the past. And I think that makes for a roster where you can alleviate Tatum on nights like that, where he doesn't feel as though they can't win without him, which reason in an ideal world should never be the case. But yeah, you yeah. like to need him. <laughs> But yeah. I, you don't want him to have to carry you every night. And, right. and I say, and, and there are going to be nights where he does carry you. And, yeah. you know, he is just brilliant. And there's going to be nights where he needs his teammates. Mm-hmm. And I think most of the time he's going to need his teammates. These teams are going to play in different, they're going to trap him, get the ball out of his hands. Mm-hmm. They're going to make either Jalen or someone else because they don't want to say, well, we let Tatum score 50, 51 against us. Um, so it, I just think I said the only thing I think he needs to do, I said, is get the three point down. And make make it better for his teammates. But I think his assists are fine. He's he's rebounding better, uh, the best he ever has in his career. So 
Uh, I think he's had a complete season. So I do want to talk about, we talked about the main characters, Jason, Jalen. I want to hear your perspective now on the coaching of the last two games. How have you seen Bazula grow, if at all? And also a quick shout out to him because he is now going to be the coach of him and his staff are going to be coaching team Giannis in the NBA Mm -hmm. All-Star. So he's joining Tatum and maybe Brown in the game. Wait, so is Brown not in? I'm kind of confused about the all-star voting. No, they got to vote. Uh, the, the, the coaches <laughs> vote the reserves. Oh, okay, okay. So we're so still waiting. It hasn't been announced. I think that's going to be next Thursday. I want to say, I, I think next Thursday is when, um, I'm, I'm, don't don't put a gun on me. Don't quote, don't quote him. But. Yeah, don't quote, but I think it's <laughs> next Thursday okay. is where the reserves are all announced. Okay. Um, and the head coaches vote for the reserves. I don't think you can vote for your own player. So yeah, okay. obviously Missoula can't you know, give, give, him a, give him a nudge in there. But yeah, the, the, the rest of the um, reserves are voted by You're the right. coach. February 2nd. February 2nd, 7 Ooh, that's, p.m. So that's Tuesday. I'm sorry, that's Thursday. My fault. Not Thursday. You're right. You said Thursday, Thursday though. No, I you said next Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. You say which Thursday. Yeah, don't, folks, don't, don't hold me February 9th, February 2nd. So they gonna find you on Pre-game TNT, okay, uh, they will yeah. announce the reserves. Okay, that makes sense because I know this year they're doing a live draft process during yeah, it's the a lot. It's game. a lot. The whole they're so thing extra. Is <laughs> it's like I just think they need to go back to east to west. But if the young folks like the whole drafting and you and know, we team, know captains LeBron and all that, that's definitely fine. picking Tatum first. Mark my words. Go to bed online. I'm pretty sure LeBron's gonna pick Tatum first. You think he's so? Setting, like, I, I could see that. Oh, no, no, sorry. He doesn't need to draft Tatum. No, no, he actually does draft his starters, right? He does. He drafts. Yeah, I think he's going to take Tatum first. I they, have to draft the starters first. they have to draft the starters first, but uh-huh. yeah. So, yeah, you. it will be, you know, there's That's obviously the folks, for your old schoolers, there's no East, more Eastern or Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who is going to coach. I think Mike Malone from Denver's got the edge to coach. Okay. Uh, team so LeBron. LeBron, but yeah, How does, is that voted upon by the players? The coach is the yeah. number the wins. You got to have a certain number. Oh, whoever leads the conference, and you can't. The reason Missoula got you, and you can't coach it two years in a row. Okay, that, so, makes, that explains it. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I never you know, dove into the All Star Rule Book. Clearly, yeah, yeah. So you can't coach over. two years in a row. So and and obviously the Celtics by the certain day. Mm-hmm. I think it was February. I think it was honestly February second or something. Mm-hmm. By that day, have Philly wasn't going to be able to catch them with their loss at all on, yeah. uh, to Orlando. So uh, I think Mike Malone has pretty much got it got it clinched. So we're going to have mm-hmm. a Mike Malone Missoula matchup. I know NBA legends are rolling in their grave, like you said about the it not being East versus West anymore, and now yeah. players are drafting their opponents. Like, why is a Laker potentially? Drafting a Celtic. <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. I think they just I think it would be fine for them to go back to East West. I think the competition level kind of declined and the, the league has been looking for ways to get because people spice it up. Yeah, it became more of a, you know, like they use the the what's it called? The ending, the fourth quarter, the uh, and, and I'm sure the readers will know mm-hmm. the ending where you you put a score on it and you just get to that score as opposed to time. Uh, oh, quarter. Uh, the yeah. Elam ending. The Elam ending, yeah. 
um, is now being used. And I think it may, they're just trying to get the game more competitive. I think back in back in the day, back in the eighties <laughs> and the nineties, um, it was a competitive game. They did play, you know, they they went at each other. They did the whole showcase and showboating. But then when they got to the second half, they were running half court offense and setting picks and all that. This and then as the game, I think the days, the years wore on, it got more like, OK, third quarter, fourth quarter, then the fourth quarter. Then all of a sudden they got serious last six minutes. Then they got serious the last three minutes. Then suddenly one of them, a couple of games, they never got serious. And people were like, this this is Why am I watching? 171, 150, whoop-de-doo. <laughs> so, you know, it, yeah. so I think they wanted a little bit more competition. You know, a little bit more of these guys going at each other a little bit mm-hmm. as opposed to just, you know, throwing alley you. Oh, please dunk on me. We not, we're never getting any defense, though. That's yeah, not- yeah. <laughs> please dunk on me. You know, oh, uh, oh, that's great. Hey. Right <laughs> under the like, like, Let's <laughs> stop that. So. Okay, back to my original question. I just got on the tangent. Who from the Knicks loss and the win against the the Lakers? Oh yeah, Missoula. Missoula. I I, I say I thought. I think some of his lineups are always unusual, are are different, unusual. Um, I think he's doing the best he can. Obviously, no Marcus, no Robert Williams uh, against the Lakers. He tweaked his ankle against the Knicks. You know, you can. I think he's. I think he's fine. I don't. I don't have a real problem. You know, people talk a lot about the timeouts and especially in Miami and not calling one. I think he's doing, I think he's better at that. I don't know if he was bad, but I think he's starting to call at times more conventional timeouts because I think he realizes, hey, I got to stop the tie here. Mm-hmm. I can't let these guys play through certain things. So I think he's fine in, in that situation. I think, I think the team, I don't, have a real issue at all. I think he's done a good job this year. I think he's got a, done a good job recently. And there's some just there's some limitations, you know, um, with, with some of the guys. I think that when we can we can pivot to this, like I think they're going to start. Need, I think they're going to have to start looking for some more help. And uh, as Whit Grusbeck said on the Celtics uh, pregame show, like this is the year. Let's go for it. So I think if you're the Celtics. Like you need some reinforcements. I think there's two things here. There's two guys I'm looking at. Like I think the Cornette minutes are getting a little too much. I, you know, I think Cornette's has worked hard. He's a it's a great story. He's he's playing hard, but I think he's very uncomfortable scoring at the rim, like playing that Robert role where it's like, hey, hey, Luke, dunk on this guy. You know, ram it down his throat. He does. He doesn't. He's not a real aggressive like boom you know even though he's a seven footer some seven you know he'd rather pass it out right or he'd rather pause look and then try a little jump hook like they need a they need to me they need more of a dog if you're going to play a role yeah yeah, just a dude who's going to go in there and just like you know dunk 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 a dude's face into the basket like just really take advantage of the fact that he's going to be left alone because of all the other weapons and i think luke has tried you know, he's gotten better. I think he's he's had a solid year. I think he's been a surprise. But I also saw there was a lot of Luke against the Lakers and Knicks. Obviously, the Lakers without Robert Williams and opportunities for him to score at the rim that he passed up. And they need a more aggressive bid. Um, I also think you got to figure out 
whether Sam Hauser is a guy who can help you down the stretch. I think Sam has um, not had a good two months. I think his, he got off to a great start that first five, six weeks of the season through, through November. He was great. But if I look at we look at his numbers, Kwani, because we always like to look at the numbers. Well, the numbers, numbers so, never. The numbers for Sam Howell. I don't know if that's a copyright. Numbers never lie. <laughs> that also. Yeah, but, but <laughs> let's look at the numbers here. If I can find it and see here, but I know he has struggled mightily from the three point line, and I want to say, hold on here. Let me get. I'm trying numbers. to get the facts correct. Yes. <laughs> Real quick here. Let me see. How I have a Luke Cornette story for later. Okay. Oh, wow. It's not bad. It's just. Good. Okay. <laughs> so, Hauser from the three point line in November. Mm-hmm. Okay. October for its little six game stretch, he was 55.6. Okay. You're not going to expect to keep that up. November. He was 46.2%. Okay. That makes That's sense. very good. Mm-hmm. December, 28.3%. January, 31.4%. Oh, wow. So, That's a roller coaster. Yeah, he is struggling in the last 27 games, about 30% from three. And yeah, that. that's just, if you, you got to have him, if he's going to be on the floor, you got to have him. He's trying to do little things, but you got to have him hitting shots. And the yeah. question is, can you can he help you uh, down the road and into the playoffs, or do you need another shooter to maybe take his place um, or take his minutes? You know, can you rely on Sam House? I'm not so sure right now because he's gotten open looks. Most of the looks he gets are open, and they're trying to get him going. And it's just, it's been, oh, miss. You know, like and I said, like, I mean, Miami game, they really needed him. He didn't score in 26 minutes. He was 0 for 5 from 3. Um, you know, he didn't take a 3. He, had only, he only played 13 minutes on, in the combined two games against the Lakers and the Knicks. He hit two threes against the, the Knicks, uh, did not take a shot against the Lakers. But if you look at some of his numbers, you know, he really is tailed off. Like he had three, three threes against Orlando, but in the previous probably 10, 10, 12 games, he did not hit more than he had two three pointers once. And that, that was that Oklahoma City debacle. You know, 0 for 1, 0 for 2, 0 for 1, 0 for 2, 1 for 1, 1 for 2, 1 for 3, 2 for 6, one, like 1 for 4, 1 for 4. Like he needs to get going. And the question, and his minutes have decreased. He played 11.8 minutes uh, in January. He, p- he played 19 minutes in November. Oh, so yeah. his, his minutes are suffering. Mm-hmm. They're paying, playing more Peyton Pritchard. So I think the Celtics need to decide. Yeah. Is this guy, can we, do we need to get another shooter? Mm-hmm. A wing who can shoot? Or is it just a slump? Or is this who he is at this point? Is it... Is it kind of not ready for the moment? Is it a little inexperience? Yeah. Like what? What is it that is? What's going on here? Um, so for for me, I think they've got to decide on backup center and with Luke, and you know because I think we've we kind of realize now Blake's not going to be that guy, right? Like 
they're going to save Blake for certain stretches when they need him. But I think that they've, they kind of understood early in the season that we can't run Blake out there like, you know, like 20, 15, 18 minutes a game. Like, I don't think his body can handle that anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see if Blake, you know, plays, if this is his last season or how that goes with Blake's career, because he's a great, has had a great career, but kind of real derailed a little bit by injuries. But I think they've realized, okay, Blake isn't that third center. Vonley is gone. So what do you do for that position? And what do you do for a wing position with Hauser? Because you got to have Hauser in the game. If he is in the game, you got to have him hit shots. If not, like I think as Joe is showing, he's not going to play much. He didn't play much against the Lakers. Um, you know, Joe stuck. That's the one thing about Joe. The only thing you can say is, is he going to wear these guys out too with heavy minutes? Like, you know, you got to spread the wealth. You can't run Jason 45 minutes, 44 minutes. Jalen, 41 minutes. Like, you've got to start spreading the wealth a little bit, but you also want to win games. If guys are not doing the job out there, what do you do? So while the Celtics are figuring that out, I want our viewers and listeners to think about this. How much money do you think you're wasting on subscriptions? Sherrod's talked about Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, and I use it as well. It's basically an app that helps you figure out what you're spending your money on, whether it be subscriptions that you haven't used or just maybe you spend too much money on food like I do and you need to figure out how to budget properly. January is done. It's out of the picture, but you can still refresh and restart. 80% of people say they have subscriptions that they forgot about. And maybe for you, that could be Amazon Prime, Hulu, whatever the case may be. Whether or not you're struggling and just need to figure out what, you know, what you're doing financially, Rocket Money, formerly known as True Bill, is your solution. Do you know that how much your subscription actually costs. Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscription when the actual total is closer to $200. Again, that should be all of the reason that you need to go to Rocket Money. The app shows you all the subscriptions in one place and they cancel whatever things that you say you don't want to be using anymore. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't even know you were paying for and you can find out that you might have been double charged for a subscription as well. Overall, this is clearly the best app when it comes to budgeting properly, saving money. You can restart your new year in February and really get your money back on track. So get rid of those useless subscriptions with Rocket Money right now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash A-list. Seriously, clearly it can save you hundreds of dollars per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash A-list. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash A-list. So before we close out let's quickly look to this next matchup that the Celtics are facing this week what are you looking for Durant's out in that game Simmons is out but the yeah. Nets have been looking pretty good so what do you t- what is your quick assumption as to what will go down <laughs> yeah I think it's gonna be still be a tough game Kyrie's gonna have a you know want to make a point He's been tremendous. You don't let Lucky know. Yeah, the, 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 um, the uh, yeah, yeah. You got to be for Lucky. Um, <laughs> it's a tremendous. He's been tremendous. Although he's been four and six, and now no TJ Warren or uh, obviously Durant or Simmons. So At, shorthanded, but their injury you know, list is long. Yeah, Nick Claxton's mm-hmm. played well. The, Net, the Nets are good. They got talent. You know, Royce yeah. O'Neal, Joe Harris, Seth Curry. 
Uh, Watanabe, the, the, the Japanese kind of sensation, the guys played really well this year for them though. So they've got talent. So I think a very tough game, but it's something they have, they should win. Obviously without Simmons, uh, they, they have the talent to win. They should, they, they rolled them both times in Brooklyn. So I think, you know, coming off a couple of days rest, I think they should be ready. The Phoenix game, I'm, you know, I think Devin Booker could be back. Obviously he wouldn't probably play long minutes, or be back because he hasn't pl- made an appearance yet, but it's a possibility. But another championship team in terms of the, the medal going to the finals, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul's back, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, didn't play that first meeting. The Celtics really kicked their butts in Phoenix, so they're going to have something to say. So if you're the Celtics, like two tricky games, two, get two te- you can't take anybody for granted in this league. We just saw Orlando beat up, beat Philadelphia, Detroit, one at Brooklyn last week. Like some of these teams that you think, oh, they're injured or we got this, like they'll come in and buy the Celtics have learned that the hard way. So they got to be prepared. Two tough uh, games, no gimmies. And I said, Phoenix coming in, going to play hard, um, you know, on the on 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 East Coast trip for them. So I think two very tough games. And then I think, I think you got a Detroit coming up after that. Then I think a Charlotte. You can't sleep on that either. Like yeah, you can't sleep. Know. Like you want to make it, I know the all-star breaks coming up. I know the guys are getting that itis and want to literally like, they want to take a break. They want to go to Maui or, or, you know, whatever they do, Cancun for, for four or five days. And Cabo, just, take me. Yeah, Cabo, <laughs> unwind. Take me somewhere warm. Go somewhere, get somewhere. But if I'm the Celtics, Finish this part out. Feel good about yourself with the all-star break, but get to the end. So two difficult games, I think. I don't think you take any of these teams lightly. I'm with you on that one. My story about Luke Cornette was not, it's not that big of a story, but it's funny. So on Friday, the Celtics had me judge media. I was a media judge for their fit for fun, fit to win event. I'm just making them fit to win. It's their partnership on just helping kids learn how to properly nourish themselves. So each kid, it was about 40 kids there. They each were grouped up on a team and they had to make the best tasting smoothie. And I got to judge that. Thankfully, these kids didn't poison me because I was definitely concerned. But Luke Cornett <laughs> was one of the judges. Leon Poe was one of the judges as well. I mean, sorry, the team leaders, uh, group leaders. And then they had like two other, three other Celtics employees that were uh, like coaches as well. So they coached their teams. You got Leon Poe trying to blackmail me talking about, yeah, you know, just make sure that this smoothie wins. (laughs) Luke Cornette was so salty. And I feel bad because this smoothie, the presentation of his team's smoothie, mind you, they had like five, like six through nine-year-olds trying to get them all together to focus on making this smoothie. The kids are running around, not paying attention. They put a piece of spinach in it to like add a little garnish, which I thought was a really cute touch because no one else did that. But the team that was called the Celtics, they actually ended up winning. They got to pick their team names as well. So sorry to Luke Cornett. I, I interviewed him afterwards just to get some sound. And he was like, yeah, you know, we thought the, the, the judges would appreciate the garnish, but clearly that wasn't enough for them. But he threw a little shade in there. I'm sorry to the current and former Celtics that are disappointed this past oh, week. That's too bad. <laughs> it was so funny. They really try. It's funny to see athletes out of basketball, though, because you realize that competition is everywhere. It was just a smooth. Yeah, they, you can they, they were like, no, nah, I'm trying to win. Yeah. <laughs> I know Leon is never going to talk to me again. He was definitely oh, giving I know, me high rolls and all that. He yeah, was like, you watch your my back. Man, my man, my, my cow guy, UC Berkeley guy, Leon. Yeah. Come on, don't open my man like that. That's I'm my sorry. <laughs> I, you know, it, just this better, better smoothie one. Uh, <laughs> 
But do you okay. have anything coming up this week? Uh, no, the same, same Celtics is keeping me busy. I will be in Detroit for that game on uh, Monday. So looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, just a lot of action. Um, and I'll give you guys, obviously now it's a whole, could be a whole contingent going to the all-star game with Jason, maybe Jalen and now Missoula and the whole coaching staff. So the whole crew's going on, mm-hmm. going to Utah. So I'll be there for that too. So I'm looking forward to that. We'll give you guys the best coverage. Make sure you follow Gary Washburn, Boston Globe. Make sure you're reading, subscribing, doing all the things to support him. Of course, make sure you're supporting Sherrod as well. For A. Sherrod, couldn't be with us today. Gary Washburn, I'm Kwani Lunas. This is the A-List Podcast. Thank you so much for listening.